The Holy Gospel from the Gospel of John, the third chapter. For God so loved the cosmos that God gave the Son, the only begotten one, that everyone who trusts in him would not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the cosmos to judge the cosmos, but in order that the cosmos might be healed through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace to you and peace and greetings to you from the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago where I teach New Testament and um, from our president, James Neiman, from our faculty, from everybody, greetings. I'm so honored to be here for Cosmos Sunday, the culmination of your season of creation and thanks for extending it an extra week so I could get out here. <laughs> I've never been in a church that's done it. It's wonderful to see um, your art, your texts, your groups, your advocacy, everybody working ecumenically. We had Roman Catholics here Friday night as well. During the season, you've entered deeply into the wisdom and beauty of God's creation. Today's text from Proverbs about that wisdom. I'm awed to be here, even though you can't see Mount Rainier today. I saw it Friday. I can't believe how big it is and how you guys get to see it every day. It's so gorgeous. And the Narrows, the gift of the forest, this whole creation and beauty. You've entered into that, and today we enter also into the anguish of creation, the urgency of our present moment, what the Greek Orthodox patriarch Bartholomew calls a kairos moment, a moment of great urgency in time. It's an urgent kairos moment when scientists tell us that the future of ecosystems of our world are at stake in these next 10 years, whether the glaciers of Mount Rainier or the beaches of the Sound, the whales, the orcas, the bees, pollinators, who I wish I could hear about today. Everything we need for feeding the world is at stake. Everything you love, they're in danger of perishing. That's what the gospel text is about today. God doesn't want anyone to perish. We sing, Lord, have mercy. We sing it with all these creatures who await salvation from God. Reminds me of uh, Marvin Gaye's song way back in the 80s, Mercy, Mercy Me. It's the ecology. I mean, he was singing about it so many years ago. God does not want anyone to perish. John's gospel says, John 3.16 but rather have life, lasting life. So God has set us in this Kairos moment, my friends. Too often I think we've thought John 3.16, probably the most famous verse in the Bible, you know, you see signs of it at the baseball games and everything, but we've thought that's about the individual person's soul going to heaven after you die. And it is that, of course, but it's about the whole cosmos. God sends the sun into the cosmos. We've needed wise prophets like Pope Francis and many more to see that God's salvation is about salvation for the whole cosmos. I loved the newspaper story about Pope Francis a couple years ago. Pope Francis phones the heavens. In the picture, he was sit seated in front of one of his favorite tapestries in the Vatican called Cosmic Embrace by a Romanian artist with the embrace of stars and angels and people, hues of blue and gold, based on a quote from Dante Alighieri that love is the force that moves the universe. So St. Francis phoned up the astronauts, because one of the astronauts in the space station was an Italian. 
And he asks them to reflect on what they're seeing now, looking back at Earth from space. And he asks, what does it mean for you to call love the force that moves the universe? Love, my friends, that's what John 3.16 tells us, is the force that moves the universe and each one of us. And even some of the best science now from evolutionary biology is telling us that evolution isn't just about mutation and selection, it's also about cooperation at the cellular level, at the level of organisms and ecosystems. It's about a community of relationships. It's about all of us being held in God's cosmic love for the cosmos and for each one of us. The Colossians text about God's reconciling work in everything. God reconciles not just humans to God, but the whole creation, the whole cosmos. Oh, how we need that reconciliation today. But it seems that instead of reconciliation, we're at war. War with one another and at war with the cosmos. Just, I was hearing on the radio, it was just barely 150 years ago, 160 years ago, that oil was first discovered and drilled in Pennsylvania. Environmentalist Bill McKibben says it was sort of like Moses striking the rock. It gushed forth like the water in the wilderness. And since then, just this short period of time, we humans have been on this collision course, not of reconciling with the cosmos, but extracting from it, conquering it, trying to take the very last drop, whatever the consequences, instead of making peace with the cosmos. We didn't know then the danger this was putting us in, but now we do. Now we're in danger of perishing. But the good news of the gospel is that God still loves the cosmos and each one of us. God does not want anyone or anything to perish. God is at work healing and reconciling the cosmos. I asked Pastor Root if I could do my own translation of this passage from the Gospel of John. So it might have sounded odd as I read it, but indeed the world, God so loved the world, that word is cosmos. And it's repeated four times. And then the next verse, John 3:17, God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge the world, judge the cosmos, but in order that it might be healed. That's how I translate it, because it's the Greek word sozo, which means both save and heal. We've thought salvation means our soul's going to heaven, but it's the very same word that's used in the healing stories in the Bible. The woman with the hemorrhage in Mark chapter 5, for example, she says, if I but touch the hem of his garments, I will be healed, saved. It's both. Salvation and healing are the very same word. We and our world need healing. We are like that woman with the hemorrhage. We need to touch the hem of God's garments and be healed. This passage from John 3 is part of the story of Nicodemus, the Jewish teacher who comes to Jesus by night. They talk about being born again or born from above. They're sort of talking past each other in the, the dark of night there. And Jesus talks about how Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness to heal people. And so too the son of humanity must be lifted up. For God so loved the world so much that God wants to heal us and save us. 
And I think it helps to think about it as healing because our world is ill. We know that. People are perishing. Villagers in Kenya who need regular, reliable, gentle rains to make their crops grow, they are perishing of hunger because the rains aren't falling how they should. Or people in Indonesia whose watersheds are being destroyed by palm oil plantations, they're perishing of thirst. The villages of Shishmarif in Alaska, which I grew up as a little kid supporting, you know, as a mission village, and other native villages are perishing. They're falling into the sea because the sea ice isn't forming. I carry with me this book by Kenyan author Wangari Matai, Replenishing the Earth, Spiritual Values for Healing Ourselves and the World. And she talks about the healing that is needed. The sin of the Israelites in the wilderness in the Bible was craving for more. And we suffer now from that craving. God wants to heal us. God wants to restore us and reconcile us. The cosmos is ill. But as Jesus said to Mary and Martha about their brother Lazarus, this is not the sickness unto death. There is healing. It's not too late. God still loves our world, our cosmos. God wants to heal us. The Gospel of John tells the story of Jesus, the Word who became flesh, who became one of us, the incarnation to share our world. God did not send Jesus into the world to judge it, but to save it, to heal it, to heal every one of us so that none will perish. We are called to turn away from the craving, from whatever it is that is making us ill, and to put our trust in God because God still loves the world. That's the good news. The word is agape, God's self-giving love in Jesus Christ that cares for each one of us, that no one, Nothing will perish. Love is the force that moves the universe. God still loves the world. And God is healing each one of us. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs>